This episode of NOLA Famous was mixed and mastered by Soul Sonics. That's S-O-U-L-S-O-N-I-X. If you're looking to get the highest quality recording, check out Soul Sonics now. Tell them we sent you and get 20% off your first session. Live from Landing Zone Studios, this is Nola Famous. I'm your host, Tatum Gardner. Happy Monday, everyone. And we are coming off of another Saints win. Congratulations to our boys who beat the Seattle Seahawks yesterday without Drew, our first full game. So I think we're still in it, guys. I think we're going to be fine. So congratulations to our boys. Today we have with us as a co-host, artist, mom, you know, we like to bring new people into the studio. Her name is Rachel Wheat from R Wheat Art. Welcome, hey, y'all. Rachel. Hey. Yes, thank you. And you brought some paintings with you today. Yes, I'm so excited to be oh. here. Yeah, and they're beautiful. Thank so you so thank much. Thank you for bringing them. Making thank the studio you. look so beautiful this morning. Thank you. And who do we have with us here today? Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? I'm good. This is Will, yep. right? Yep. Will Hester, owner, head trainer of Woofords dog training. Did I say that right? Yes. Like ma'am. Wolf. Correct. Wolf. That's it. Okay. And your name is your Wilford. full name, Wilford. So yep. that's like a play on words. You used took Wilford and turned it into Wooford. Yeah. I can't oh. take all the credit though. My sister-in-law came up with it. I'm like, this is perfect. Like it. <laughs> it is perfect. That is perfect. It's, it's very And then cute. we have a silent guest here today. I brought my dog Laveau. She is a black standard poodle who is in desperate need. Well, she's totally making a lie out of me. I get that all the time. I walk into the house and I'm like, I swear my dog is broken. This is what you could have. You know what, though? As a mom, Rachel, you can probably attest to this. When your kids are sick and then you take them to the doctor, they're fine. And you're like, okay, I swear she was not acting like this. Yeah, my daughter. So that's okay. So talk to us about how you got into dog training. So as a kid, I always loved dogs, mm-hmm. but only had one. And around nine, ten, my mom gave her away. Oh, it's hurt. I'm like, oh, but it'll be fine. Yeah. So at 18 years old, I went and got my own dog, and just pretty bad. But I always wanted training, but it was too expensive. I just took it from there and just kept on going, going. Went through a couple of different careers. I thought I wanted to do this and that as I grew up. Then I looked and I'm like, what did I want to do as a kid? And sure enough, that's what I got into. I went through a program that was free because I didn't want to go back to school mm-hmm. because I only went to school to play baseball because I was on scholarship. So I did that, got out of school and found dog training. Didn't have to go to school. Just had to work my way up. Right. And that's what I did. It was free. And I don't mind working for something okay. that I want to do. Awesome. So you say it was a free training program. Mm-hmm. How long was this program? Six months, I want to say. Okay. It was online? Or it was through Petco. And oh. luckily, I mean, my mentor, she had 30 years of experience. A lot of Petco's, it's like hit and miss on what you get because I left Petco because of the fact they decided, well, you're done training. You can be the head trainer. She moved to Georgia. I'm like, I don't want to do that. If I'm going to do bad, I can do it by myself. Yeah. And I started my own thing and took it from there. Okay. How long ago was that? Um, That was in 2013 or 14. Okay. So you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like that to me. 
but it has been a while. That's because you love it, right? Anytime yeah. you do something you love. So you had a baseball scholarship, and mm-hmm. you, instead of like pursuing a career in baseball, you were so passionate about this. Well, I did that, and probably my second year playing, my dad got sick. Mm-hmm. So my play went down. I stopped because I was way in Arkansas. That was a drive to go back and forth. So I just had to make a decision yeah. on which was more important. So I came back home, helped my mom out with him, and I just baseball was always there, but it wasn't going to take me as far as I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it because I enjoy playing it. Okay. And do you train dogs based like just behavioral wise, or can you train them to do tricks, or can you train what? What exactly is your program that you offer to people? My biggest thing is having a good dog. I mean, after that, <laughs> if your dog is well behaved, we can do tricks and have define fun. Well, define having a good dog. What does it mean to have a good dog? So everybody is going to have their own expectations. Okay. I have some parents, they're just going to keep their dogs in the house. They just mm-hmm. want them to behave around guests. Mm-hmm. But then I have other parents who go out to eat and they like to be able to take their dog downtown and things like that. Yeah. That requires more training. Okay. So it's just, it's based on what each parent, parent wants for their own dog. Now, do you have like a particular breed of dog that is your favorite that you work with? Not yet. Not, Not yet. No? I, I love my golden doodles, golden retrievers. And personally, I want my next dog to be a border collie. Okay. My dog right now, he's a German Shepherd and English Mastiff mix. He's six, loving to death. You should have brought him. How big is he? He's about 85 pounds. Yeah, I saw him in the videos. He's a pretty big And dog. I played it. I just played him out smart because I knew you had a poodle. Uh-huh. And most poodles don't like him because he's just a really headstrong dog and they bump heads. Well, I don't she, like every human, so. She's very headstrong. Like, I feel like, you know, first of all, I heard standard poodles are one of the smartest breeds. Is that true? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And they, they kind of know it. So yeah. that's why they bump heads with <laughs> other headstrong dogs. They're like, you're not smarter than me. It's so funny you say that because I do feel like she acts like that. Like she walks around like her shit does. Oh, she she yep. pranced in yeah. there. Yeah, she pranced. Huskies don't like him. Okay. And he's not going to walk up to a dog and cause problems. She will. Unless they're not fixed. Uh, Well, but she's fixed. And he's fixed. So that's kind of like a instinct thing. Okay. And I just know that about him. But dog's not fixed. As far as a male, can't meet him. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Got to keep Super him away. Super territorial. Yes. Okay. I've seen him like when I was working at a daycare when I lived in Lafayette. He ran across the yard to up to a Great Dane and snapped at his neck. <gasps> no hesitation. Dane. Why is it that dogs don't realize how big or small they are? Like, I see little tiny dogs attacking big dogs. Ones. Oh, my. The small ones are normally my bad ones. Yeah. They're barking ask, at the I door yeah. and charging and biting people. I had a little Yorkie in one of my stories. <laughs> I have Kovu on a regular walk. This little Yorkie's in the yard charging at me. And I'm like, no, I'm not tolerating this. So I stopped him and he was just... In his parents' yard, just chilling. Nobody was around, so I stopped him. Second time I went to Alcobu, same thing. He hesitated that time to do like, oh, you're not gonna tolerate my BS. But so when you say stopped him, like, how, what did you do? It's like a real. I don't know what it is about me, uh-huh. but I can like look at a dog, tell him no or stop, and they kind of freeze up. That's all I want to show me that. All right, you're thinking about it, and once you show me that, I know. You're not going to do anything. So you're like, okay, you know how if you have a teacher who can just kind of command a room with there's a bunch of kids in it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. That's almost how dogs look at you. Like, you just, they just know. Hey, yeah, and that's what, that's the hardest thing about my job 
is to put me into my parents. Because I'll get a dog and they're like, they don't do this with me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like right. somebody's doing something wrong if they're doing right with me. But with you, they're acting totally different. How much is it training the dog versus training the parents? I'd say <laughs> 75 parent. Yeah. Really? Yep. Like perfect example. Do you start from like A to Z when you walk into someone's home or where where do you do this? I go to their house and then we move on from there. Once the dog is well behaved in the house, we move on to if you're having issues in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Then we go in the front yard, walks. If they want to be able to like with COVID, I can go outside and wash my car. And he's gonna be in a stay in the yard. Not not leashed or collared or I mean like tied up? Nope. No. Nothing. The oh, only thing that, how do you get to that point? Yeah. A lot of training communication with your dog as far as them knowing your rules, what mm-hmm. you expect of them. The only thing I have to watch out for is like squirrels. wildlife. Squirrels. Cats. Yeah. Squirrels. <laughs> because that's his thing. That's like lion and gazelle. Yeah. Yeah. I can't right. stop that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like nature. Yeah. Not, right. So like you said you were walking your big dog and a little tiny dog came running. Do okay. you take a card and put it in the mailbox and say like, hey, guess what? You need? <laughs> With those I didn't because they just you could tell they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. If you're if your dog is outside and you're not, and your dog's charging at people, you obviously don't care about mm-hmm. training or nothing else. Right. But it's also a thing of let's say I wasn't a dog trainer. I'm walking down the street. I can't communicate with this dog. He bites somebody. No, it's okay. But if my dog bites somebody, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like yeah. he yeah. gotta die. Yeah. So that's that's a big issue that I have. But that's just the world we live in, I guess. Have you ever gotten bitten by a dog that you were training? Not that I was... Well, yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. yeah. What kind of dog was it? Little Shih Tzu. Oh, so it wasn't bad. <laughs> no, not at all. But he did catch me pretty good. Yeah. He jumped up, caught me on my thigh, had a decent-sized bruise for a while. But I was okay. My youngest daughter was definitely afraid of dogs, and we don't know why. I mean, she had never gotten, like, attacked by a dog or anything, which is one of the main reasons we got our dogs because I was like, look, we need a dog. She's so scared of even little dogs. So we got dogs and she was fine. Um, what do you recommend for people who are afraid of dogs? Do you think it's like the best thing to do is to get a dog? I wouldn't say get their own personal dog. I mean, if they're fine with it, yes, go ahead. But also, I mean, you can just be around. I actually want to hold like seminars and stuff mm-hmm. for that. I want to go into like elementary schools throughout the city and show them, hey, my 85-pound dog is not necessarily going to bite you. Right. He's, I mean, he's chill just like that. That's what he does. When I'm, we're home, he lays around. He wants to go on his walks. That's it. Around my daughter, perfect. Not perfect. He'll, like, bump into her or something. She falls because he's excited to see me and things like that. But he, he doesn't jump on her. She can, like, pull his ears, his tail. Mm-hmm. And he can care less. What about... um? pit bulls i mean like everybody says they're so dangerous and you know can you maybe talk do you know anything about them is that myth is that true one of my best dogs is her name's macy and she's outside of mine best dog and she challenges mine sometimes as far as who's better so wait this isn't your dog though this is one that you train yes okay and i mean her mom works at pet care in metairie and I train her dog because of the relationship we have as far as business-wise. I just go ahead, pick her up. If I want to teach her tricks, anything I want, she gets done. Mm-hmm. She, Her smallest issue is she's weird about certain people, and we're still trying to troubleshoot that. 
because she had an issue that was Friday and the person was petting her and she just randomly started growling and barking. Wow. And it's probably because she came from a male home. Her mom rescued her. Uh So she came from a male home. She was being, I think, beat or something. And it's just, she grew up not liking males. Mm -hmm. So she's like, screw all of y'all. I don't like none of Mm -hmm. y'all. She tolerates me because I know what what I'm doing, pretty much. I walked in on her. Her mom was like, she barks, she growls. And this was our first time meeting. She barks at new people. She growls. She lunges. Walked up. She barked. Growled a little bit, and I told her, no, stop, real stern. She shut up, and we kept on going from there. Okay, see, and that, too, it, I think it would be great for somebody to give classes to schools about what to do if you are attacked or approached by a dog. That's what I want to do. I was jogging one time, and my neighbor's dog attacked me. I, like, I was petrified because I didn't have any training on what to do. I was just like, no, no, and he bit my leg. You know, and he's a big dog. His mm-hmm. name's Rambo. Oh. David and Sandra Banks. <laughs> it's always the bad ones. Who I love, by the way. They're my dear best friends. <laughs> that dog scared the shit out of me. I mean, he just, I was jogging. And I think, you know, he just turned. And I knew as soon as he saw me, he like gunned for me. He took off running. So in that instance, in that situation, what do you do? A lot of times it depends on the dog. If you have a really headstrong dog who's like, I don't care what you tell me, I'm coming. Yeah. That dog probably would have bit me. Yeah. Because if they're like, I'm coming, I'm coming, they're coming. Right. Some dogs, if you tell them no, they'll stop. If they're going to think about it, they're going to freeze up. Mm -hmm. And also they pick up sense on if you're serious or not. Mm -hmm. So somebody breaks into a house. The dog isn't going to bite. If it's a regular dog, they're not going to bite that person. Just because, oh, new person in my house, you're broken. Mm-hmm. They're going to bite because person broke in and they're probably going to be afraid because it's a big dog. And our body lets out a scent mm-hmm. of fear. Mm-hmm. That's when the bite normally comes and the attack. Why? So for her, let's say, what, should she have stood there and kind of like poked her chest out and put her shoulders back and said, no. You know, how do you Yeah, how do you that would have been a lot better. To the, to the animal. That would have been a lot better as far as standing your ground. I mean, real serious tone. They pick up off of your voice tone, your body language, eye contact. So when you're saying no, look a dog dead in their eyes Mm -hmm. and don't back down. If they kind of freeze up, then they're like, all right, you're serious. But if they keep on coming, then you know, okay, there's a chance I'm Mm going to get bit. But you said they can, so they can smell fear Mm -hmm. and they they thrive on that. So they'll attack you if you, if they think you're scared. Mm -hmm. Is that how? Yeah. Well, why the hell? If you're scared, why are they attacking you? Yeah, some dogs are just like that. They're yeah. just aggressive. That's it. And I hate to say it because I know a lot of people that have those kind of dogs. And personally, I don't take on those cases. I have a little girl who's one. Right. I don't want to go home and mm-hmm. say, Daddy's missing a finger because mm-hmm. I handled this dog. And two, it's just, it's a risk I'm not willing to take. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to go down that path of taking on those cases. Yeah. What is your um, take or your advice on adopt, don't shop? But I go with both sides. Okay. Because some dogs, I mean, some parents need a puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, service dogs. It's hard to adopt a service dog and train them to be what, they, what they're going to be. A puppy, it's way easier. Mm-hmm. So shopping is sometimes good. If you have a specific dog you want. I say go look in the shelter first 
because nine times out of ten, it's going to be a lot cheaper. A breeder for a golden doodle, for instance. I've had parents looking for them, and they want them. Those dogs are a couple of thousand, probably. Right. But if you search and find a shelter in California or something, yeah, it might be a drive, but you're only going to pay 100 bucks, 200 bucks for this dog and save that much more money. And Pet Finder is a good resource. Yes, definitely. To, to find animals, dogs. Okay. I don't know you about can, it. You Tell can me put about in um, what you're looking for. You say you can yeah. do um, the breed of dog. I think it also is cats, too. If you're yeah, yeah, if anything. Um, put in a, an age and... I think they even have a test on there to determine what type of dog you should have, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a, And I mean, it's everybody's going to want something different from their dog. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have DNA just like we do. Right. So let's say this dog is a hunting dog, but you have ducks at home. Probably not a good fit. Don't go, <laughs> don't go get those puppies because right. they their parents have that in their DNA to mm-hmm. go hunt. So find something that fits your home, your lifestyle, and go from there. Is it easier for you to train um, a puppy? Like how they say that the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Is that true? No. No. I mean, it's easier to train a puppy, of course, but I have, I, I think the dog was like 12 or 13, and mom was having issues getting her going in her kennel. And I mean, four sessions with her, we had it covered. Okay. My rule of thumb, if they want to eat, they can learn. Okay. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like a paycheck. We don't yeah. go, we go to work every day and we get paid every other week or biweekly. Once the dog knows what I want, I'm not going to treat you every time. Okay. It's just you're doing it because you That's know what better. You're yeah. To do. When I went to school, I didn't get a McDonald's for every A I got. Mm-hmm. It was like, "Hey, good job. You didn't fail cuz you were going to get your behind whoop." Mm-hmm. And that's it. Do you do you believe in Spanking dogs? No. Not at all. Not at all. What is your tactic to show them or teach them, you know, like yes and no? So I use, I compare all of my training to raising a child. As a kid, like I said, my mom would fuss. I got a whooping. Mm-hmm. I don't tell any of my parents to spank their dogs or anything like that. But that's why you have different tools out there for training. Okay. You have pinch collars, shot collars. We always hear the negative. But they can be a beneficial tool for a dog. Right. I mean, I've never had to recommend a shot collar to any of my parents. The two that I that have gotten them, they got them themselves. Normally, my steps of if you decide, okay, I don't want to listen to positive reinforcement and I have to show you some kind of other way of training, I'll go to a pinch collar. And my dog, for instance, he was a jerk. I always mm-hmm. say no dog is going to be as stubborn as mine. Mm-hmm. And I had to go get a martingale collar, which is similar to a pinch collar, but it looks like a normal collar. It just collapses. Got that on him. And they don't hate the pinch collar because it hurts. They hate the pressure. Okay. So it creates pressure just like that. And he was fine after that. And that's all I compare my training to. Not every dog is going to respond to hate. No, listen to me. So I'm going to say, oh, you got to show me better. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the way I show you better for when... You decide, okay, I'm not going to listen. Can you tell, like, by a dog's personality whether or not they did come from an abused home? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've had dogs that I just reached down to simply pet them, and they duck their heads. And that means they're abused. Normally. And I have parents. I walk in their house, and I reach down to pet the dog, and they duck or show me something. And I'm like, oh, you hit this dog, huh? Yeah, we do spank him sometimes. And 
right then and there. Mm-hmm. I get into it. And I'm like, oh, we got to stop this. Yeah. As long as I'm working with them, it, and a touch has to be positive because I'm a huge thing. I, I love kids. Mm-hmm. So I don't want my daughter to walk in the house, reach and go pet your dog too fast because she's excited. Your dog's like, oh, you're not hitting me. Yeah. And a bite. And automatically mm-hmm. the dog looks bad when you created that behavior. You've mm-hmm. been hitting them. And all they told the child was, you're not hitting me. They can't tell them no, so they bite. Right. I think that would be great for you to go to the schools and, and teach the kids of how to properly um, approach an animal and how to be able to see what the animal is thinking. Because I think a lot in your world is all about reading the dogs. The dogs, yep. And you've, create, you've learned their language. And for other people who don't know the language, to be able right. to recognize it. Putting the head down, putting the tail down, that sort of thing. I think those are all huge things for the everyday person to to know about animals. Exactly. And there's so much like that kids just don't know. They don't have a clue. Their parents might not have a dog. Well, I don't home. think it's just kids. Like I I never really had dogs growing up, you know. And that so too. Yeah. I know enough so tell us, like if a dog's tail is in what position? Up, down, scared, what what does all that mean? So if the tail's down, normally that means they're shy. Especially, you'll see some probably backing away from you. Don't approach that dog. They're already afraid. Right. Especially if they back themselves into a corner, don't go by that dog. Mm -hmm. Because normally they back themselves into that corner because they don't have to watch their back anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just you. So if you come too close, a bite happens. Yeah. A tail up or something, if they're not barking or growling at you, it's fine. But if they're barking and growling... I kind of wait it out yeah. and read the situation because it can be, hey, I'm excited to see you kind of thing. Or it could just be, hey, I'm excited to get you. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of read that out. A level tail is a great dog. I mean, if the tail's level, that just means they're comfortable. And if it's wagon, that just means they're happy. Yeah. They're fine. Normally. You, and there's so much to play into that. Like if a dog stiffens out and their mm-hmm. tail's wagon. That could mean they're they're pretty upset. They're serious because their their body's stiff. Why do dogs sleep like all day, every day? <laughs> Big dogs, like, they gotta save their energy. Oh my god, my dogs sleep. I mean, I used to feel bad if we'd leave them at home, but I'm like, even if I'm home, that's all they do is lay around and sleep anyway. Right. That's all they do. Why? That's just what they do. What's the they, average, they make their own decisions. Is it like 20 <laughs> hours a day or something on average dogs sleep? I think so. I have heard that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it it's really? a lot. My dog wow. my dog sleeps a whole lot. But when it's time to play or it's time to go to work, he's like, all right, let's go. And all about it. And I mean, as soon as we get in the car, he crashes. He's done. He's done. So what would it take for you to go to these schools? Like, do you have a program already put together that you could approach them and say, hey, I think it'd be great. Tra-. I think it would be fun, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. That's what I want to make it, like too. Yeah. field trip within the school, though. You right. Know? That's what I wanted to do. Um, Actually, I have a client who's real tight with Plaquemines Parish Schools. So she's working on getting me into there and starting out with, I think it was Bell Chase Elementary. Yeah. And... I'll get with them, see how things go. And I like to troubleshoot those things, see how the kids enjoyed it and things like that, and kind of tweak it from there. I want to do, um, I have Kovu, who's terrible at agility work. But Macy, on the other hand, is really good, but I have to fix her behavior with new people. Okay. So I can take both of them, have Kovu screw it up, because he will, <laughs> and then take Macy through it and kind of 
show it how show everybody how it should be done. Okay, my daughter goes to um, OLPH and. The principal has a little corgi. I love corgis. Do you know? Have you seen a corgi? Yeah. With the big yeah. ears and the waggly little butt. Oh, they're just the cutest things. And she brings her dog for um, test days. And it, it relaxes all the kids. They get to take their test and go play with the dog afterwards. Yep. And occasionally I happen to be there when the dog comes and I am like over the moon. Like I call all my friends. I saw Ronnie today. She's the sweetest. I love that little dog. And it's great. I mean, it makes it makes everyone happy. Yeah. So what you know, I think it's a great, great. I want to go to colleges too. Like, I mean, maybe during finals time for yes. medical students yes. or something. That's stressful. Absolutely. So I just want to one time throughout the year go to a college with a couple of dogs and go through it. You know, I'm glad you all touched on that because I do feel like there's a whole therapeutic side to owning a Definitely. dog. Definitely. I mean, isn't it like a proven fact that if you are a dog owner, you live longer or and yep. I saw. Um, I don't so we got to be there for dinner time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was here, but that they were using dogs and taking them into like children's hospitals mm-hmm. and cancer wards and stuff like that. And it's proven to cheer up the patients. And what about something like that? Have you yeah. ever thought of doing that? I plan on getting certified to be a therapy dog trainer. Okay. And pretty much train dogs how to act in hospitals, schools, wherever they are, and That's go into wonderful. those situations. Yeah. It's just a lot of work I'm finding right. just because it's a process as far as paperwork goes and me knowing what I know wise. I just want to make sure I'm pretty thorough with that. Mm-hmm. And as a city, like I want to make New Orleans a, a more dog friendly place. Like yeah. Colorado, it's crazy how the dogs get to go there. They have parks everywhere and things like that. And it's safe. Here we have the parks, but it's not always safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, nobody's supervising. You just have a bunch of dog owners who might not know what they should about their dog. Something breaks out. Mm -hmm. And then the parents start fighting Mm -hmm. because the dog started fighting. And whose dog is wrong? It's just too much. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather kind of do things not my way, but the right way as far as making sure somebody's there to supervise the dogs. Or aggressive dogs aren't allowed unless nobody's there. Mm Kind of like a membership thing. Mm Now, what about um, training dogs? Like, do you train for police dogs and stuff like that right now? No. No. I haven't. That's. It's kind of like with the dog training world, it's kind of like picking a path you want to go down. Okay. So the therapy dog path is what I took. I mean, there's the protection work with canines and stuff. Oh. You have hunting. Yeah. I mean, service dogs, it's a whole lot you can get into. They have nose work with dogs where... I had one client when I lived in Lafayette, her dog was trained to sniff out the child's saliva if his sugar was too low. Oh, my god! And if his wow. sugar was too low, yeah. you react, and that tells the parents, okay, you need some insulin or you need to eat or something. How does that training start? How? Young like age? It, well, no, like with the dog, like how do you give the dog the scent to know... What he's supposed to pick up on? So a couple of things. I mean, let's say you train, you give him this scent every time and then you make him bark. So now you're training him. Okay. When you smell his bark, when you smell his bark and he's getting fed or Mm -hmm. something positive Mm -hmm. for the barking for the scent and bam, now the dog is trained to bark when they smell that saliva. Wow. That's. And they actually had a tube with that specific saliva that they kept in the fridge to kind of go over the training and uh-huh. review it because it's also all about consistency mm-hmm. and just staying on it. So they stayed on it and 
dog knows that. That's really cool. It is interesting. I, I, we had a we live on a golf course, and every time my kids were little, we used to have this family that lived across the course. They had like one of those big um, Saint Bernard. And anytime he heard the kids like splash around in the pool or whatever, he would come run over and bark because he was trained, I guess, to like get to Maybe, yeah. um, detect drowning or whatever. Yeah, that's what the owner told me. So he was just, which I think is, I think everybody who has a young child should have a, a dog that's trained to bark if the kid falls in the pool. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll probably save a lot of lives if everybody did it. What's the term now called for people who can like bring their pets on planes and have to have their pets with them all the time? Oh, emotional support. Emotional support dogs. Where okay. do you stand on that? <laughs> I, I oh see your my. face already. <laughs> it's it's funny because everybody's using it now, and I mean, mm -hmm. literally, all you have to do is go to the doctor and say, "Hey, I'm stressed." Can I bring and my dog? My dog helps me, calms me down, and I mean, there's even it's not just dogs. I mean. That's it's what I was like going to say. Horses. Rabbits. Yeah. Lizards. Did y'all see the news where that woman was trying to get an emotional sport peacock on the plane? Oh. Did y'all yeah. see that? I did oh, see that. No. It's, they do it for everything now. <clears throat> it's kind of funny. I can understand dogs. Maybe even cats, but like emotional bird. What's the, I mean, you know, like your dog, my dogs, she thinks she's a lap dog, first of all. This they pick up more than the animal. average animal. Yeah. 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 Like my dog, I want to get him certified for that because there has been situations where I'm like, all right. I need him. Mm -hmm. Let me go see him. And I'm fine. Well, I think so. I might have gotten you some business today because when I posted that, a few people were like, oh, my God, I need him. I need him. Yeah. <laughs> one of our friends. Oh, my. One of our favorite guests, you know, co-host Yo-Yo, he owns Birdie's Chicken. And he's like, I need this dude. And I'm like, you need to come at 11 o'clock. Bring your dog. He's like, I can't. I'm working. You should have told me more time. But, you know. I think that would be fun to do. Do you ever like video your classes and put them on some kind of YouTube channel? Or? I don't yet. I want to get, I've been getting fussed at by my brother who lives in Arkansas. Yeah. And my other one that lives in Georgia. They're like, you need to get on YouTube and this. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's just me. So it's hard yeah. for me to stay on top of that. I'm Sometimes right I forget you. to take pictures, yeah. Yeah. videos, stuff Post like it. that. It's like in the back of my head, I'm like, go and do your job and get out because mm -hmm. I don't want to be in people's house all night long. Yeah. But you do need videos. to do that, though. It's like almost a free website for you. Yeah, Like if definitely. you can show the progress, just eight, maybe even just pick one case from start to finish. Maybe yeah. not do everybody, yeah. but just like, you know, from start to finish and kind of keep a little video journal and then post that. I think that would be phenomenal. And I had one of my partners, that. she gave me like a helpful tool that I'm going to be using. It's a, It was a tripod and it has a Bluetooth remote. Mm -hmm. And that's easy because I don't have to hold the dog, hold my phone. Yes. I can just set my phone on the tripod yeah. on the ground, push the button on my remote that my daughter broke Saturday at the barbershop. <laughs> so I got to go buy another one and it starts recording and I'm hands free. Okay. And I can just do my job. So that'll be useful and help me out a little bit. All right. So dog trainer, you definitely know Caesar Milan. Yes. How did he work into your story? Mm, I feel like not, I know Caesar. That's the only dog trainer I really know, you know? Caesar not too Milan. much because it's... He's it's, like a pet psychic, right? No? What is he? He's a trainer. He's a trainer. And okay. I think they call him a psychic, too. It's just... That's on TV. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's no telling what they're editing and what yeah, they're exactly. cutting out, what this dog did behind Reality the scenes. Reality TV, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff that I watched, it's a girl in Los Angeles. She does... It's called Rough Beginnings Rehab. And, I mean, she shoots beginning to end. And I mean, the dogs, because in training, the dog is going to screw up. Yeah. You might catch a lot of the perfect timing, but they're going to screw up. 
And that's what I wanted to see while I was learning. Yes. On, okay, what, mm-hmm. what is this dog going to do if I do something wrong in between? Because the smallest thing that we do wrong makes a big difference on their behavior. Mm-hmm. So that's what I liked. And I constantly mm-hmm. watch that. Mm-hmm. And it helped me. Okay, so say I am a new pet owner. I've just gotten this puppy and I need it to be potty trained. Would you come and do that? Uh, it's hard for me to do potty training. Okay. I give tips to all my clients who have puppies, of course. But it's hard for me to do it because the dog isn't in my care. Will you take the dog until it's potty trained? Yes, I do have. Well, not just for potty training, though. I take them and train them, of course. But potty training is a lot on the parent. It's on timing. A lot of people want to just leave the food down all day long. That's the easy part. But you never know, okay, this dog ate at all day pretty much. So you don't know when they have to go use Mm -hmm. the bathroom. Rather than if you time feed them. And pick up the food in 10, 20 minutes, you're like, all right, you ate all your food. You're going to have to go within a couple of hours, depending on how old the dog is. Mm-hmm. And always have a crate. People think about a crate as a negative thing, a yeah. punishment. I wanted to ask you how you felt about crates. Crates save lives. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> on, because put that on his t-shirt. <laughs> outside, of, outside of potty training, you have, I mean, that puppy is going to chew. So you yes. leave it out all day. Yes. It's going to chew on your baseboards. But if it's in a crate, what damage is it going to do to your home? Mm-hmm. And now, if it's out all day and it's chewing everything, pottying all in the house, you're like, all right, the dog got to go. But think about it, though. It's not like if they're not in a crate, because this is what I tell my husband all the time. We don't have crates, but we have, like, this little room outside that we put them in. It's got air conditioning. It's got a fan. Like, you know, it's probably about a quarter of the size of this room. He's like, I hate to lock them up like that. I'm like... All they do is sleep anyway. Yeah, that too. They don't like run around and play all day. So what's the difference if they're sleeping in the crate or they're sleeping on their I'll, bed? Yeah. yeah. And my dog, he's never been crated because he's well behaved mm-hmm. and he can be out in the house. His only bad habit. And my ex hates that I tell people this, but he goes in the trash when I'm not home. Yeah. He will literally peek out the window. Watch me pull out. That's so, so smart. And then goes in the trash. <laughs> they have one that locks because he'll go take it down, get what he wants, and go back and forth between the bed. He had a whole chocolate cake that he Ooh. took off the counter. Oh, Burger no. King chicken fries. I mean, everything. It's like they know what's wrong, but they're just going to do it mm-hmm. anyway. And like mine drink from the toilet because I think it's just a big dog. And mm-hmm. we close the tops and they can, they're they so smart now. They can open them. <laughs> That's a poodle. They'll yeah. push it open. Yeah. I mean, they are so smart. It's scary sometimes. Like, she's, like, almost human-like, Laveau, I feel like. Sometimes when I'm looking at her, I'm like, you're freaking me out. Uh, Yeah, you hate that they're that smart. You're like, how did you figure this out? Yeah. But they just figured out. And that's boredom kicking in, too. They're Mm -hmm. bored enough to figure that kind of stuff out. Right. Okay. So this has been so awesome. We've gotten to know Will Hester, you know, as the dog trainer. So let's talk about you a little bit personally. We'd like to ask all our people, obviously, are you from New Orleans? Like, are you from? Definitely. Okay. I was raised on the West Bank in Marrero. I grew up by Cajun Seafood Mm -hmm. and ended up moving after my mom. My dad got sick. So they moved to a place like a rent house. I have an older brother and sister. I'm the youngest. And they were gone, so it was just us, and they downsized as all the kids left. Mm-hmm. And so they went to the back of Barataria. I went to John Eric High School, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I am where I am now. I ended up moving to Lafayette in 2013, 12 or 13, somewhere in that area, because my girlfriend at the time, who became my wife, she was um, 
going to UL. Okay. So I just moved out there. It was easier instead of traveling back and forth. Stayed there for about four years. Then we moved back down here because her mom was sick. And I'm back home now. Okay. And so are you single it. now? Yes. Okay. Yes. I figured because, you know, you were asking some questions about one of my guests. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> Which yeah. I loved, by I the am way. single, yeah. All right, we got to find you a good girl. What's your type? Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I Obviously, I like dogs. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, and I'm not a big cat person, honestly. Cats just weird me out. They're hard to read. <laughs> I got bit by two when I was young. I'm like, oh, I don't like these things. Yeah. And I don't hate them by far. I mean, I have clients who have cats. I'm just like you keep your distance. I'll keep mine, mm-hmm. and we yeah. keep, don't come don't come rubbing up against me. It kind of just it weirds me out because you never know when they're gonna bite. And I have certain people. Oh, my cat doesn't bite. It has teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I never tell people. Oh, he doesn't bite. He has teeth. I mean, he can probably won't, but it's a possibility. What about okay? So like, according to you know history or whatever cats and dogs are supposed to be sworn enemies but my two dogs get along so great with this little outside cat that we feed mm-hmm. i mean i say he's not ours but obviously if you feed a cat it's yours like right. he lives outside they love him they eat from the same bowl like they don't it depends want... on the dog okay and how they're raised too okay like if you have a puppy who's raised around cats he's mm-hmm. probably going to be mm-hmm. fine with this cat for his whole life my dog for instance he's not he probably wasn't raised around cats because i got him at two Okay. So I don't know if he probably wasn't raised around cats. And some dogs have higher prey drives than others. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they want to go get anything that's moving. Right. Like a rat terrier, they will chase anything. Lizards, whatever it is. Because they're bred to kill small animals. Mm-hmm. And go in like rat holes and stuff. So, okay. yeah, she can't have cats. <laughs> no cats. No cat training, right? Mm-mm. So what else? What do you do um, in New Orleans? Like when you're not training dogs, what's your favorite restaurant or your favorite thing to do? Um, I, I'm looking for my favorite restaurant. I love Italian food. Okay. So I'm looking for a good spot. Now, to... are you still on the West Bank? Yes. Okay. Mendina's is delicious I, right there in Gretna. I think I might have had Mendina's yeah. when I was younger. Vincent's but it, it's is been good. a while. See, I've Manali's never heard of is good. See, I love Manali's because it's not just Italian food. Like they have seafood, they have an oyster bar. So that's always a cool spot. Normally, to go. like my hangout spot is River Shack. Yeah. And um, I went to, what's it called? Shamrock the first time. And I like going to Wrong Iron. And oh, yeah. Yeah. That's there yet. my I went there too early. So fun. Wait. And you can bring your dog there. Yes. Can you bring your dog oh, to River Shack? Yes. Yeah, you can. Okay. I mean, I think you have to sit outside, but mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Most of the seating's outside anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we went, my husband and I went there, and they had dogs everywhere. And I'm thinking, like, no way. My dog would have cleared everyone's plate. Like, there is no way my dog is coming here. And here's these little dogs just sat there, you know. No biggie. Sounds like you need to, um, the dog whisperer. <laughs> and it was funny. I had a friend of mine yesterday who went to Wrong Iron. And she was like, I wish I'd remembered you were coming because I'm training her dog. I would have brought Merlot, and I'm like, you should have. She's yeah. like, no, she'd be everywhere. I'm like, ah, control your dog. And that's just my thing with my friends, like, control your dog. Yeah. It's not, they don't have to be trained. It's all about you just communicating. If you don't like something from your child, you're going to say, hey, stop. Well, like, if you're at your friend's house, because I know my mom is a teacher, and, it and like, it never turns off. If we go somewhere, there's a lot of kids. She's like, all right, guys, everybody, yes. crisscross applesauce. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> like, you're not at school. Do you do that? Like, are you tra- in trainer mode all the time? Is it hard to turn it off? 
Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, especially if the dog is getting on my nerves. <laughs> I'm like, because I'll sit there and deal with the bad dog for a little while. But once you start interfering with kind of like me or my daughter, you keep knocking her over. I'm like, all right, time to yeah. go to work, mm-hmm. even though I'm off. Yeah. So it just, it varies, but sometimes it is pretty hard to, once it's on, it's hard to turn it off because I just don't stop. Yeah. Speaking of your daughter, how do you um, teach a dog personal space? Because I have young children too, mm-hmm. and they kind of, I mean, the dogs are excited and they bump into them and then the kid's on the ground crying, but then he didn't mean to, yeah. you know, I mean, he was just excited. So, you know, I try to tell that to the kids. They also bump the dogs back. So, yeah, you know, exactly. it goes back and forth. It's kind of like a consistency thing on working with them on keeping their space. Excitement-wise, I totally understand because with me, like I said, I walk in the house. She's happy to see me. Yeah. He's happy, and I understand somebody's going to get knocked over. Mm -hmm. But with the back-and-forth thing, I give it leeway because it's like the dog isn't always in the wrong. Sometimes the kids are getting on their nerves. The dog will be laying there chilling, and kids like, I'm going to go play. No, leave the dog alone. They're laying there. Mm -hmm. And then when they get up, you're going to be upset. Mm -hmm. Especially like my puppies, because puppies are mouthy. So if the puppy's laying there, then the kids go aggravate them. They're going to get up and say, you want to play? Come on. And they get bit. And they're like, oh, you bit me. And they start crying. And I'm like, that's your fault. Sorry. Mm. Don't you find, too, like dogs have favorites? Like my, so I have a female dog and a male dog, both standard poodles and their brother and sister. We got them from the same litter. She prefers my husband. The, the the female dog, hundred percent. Right. Like she follows him around the house. She'll tolerate me. She'll deal with me if he's not around. Yeah. But that is her absolute favorite. Her mm-hmm. and my middle daughter. She doesn't like my son. Now she's she, I think loves him, but doesn't like him. You yeah. know, like she if he comes around, she's like, whoa, like you know, go, don't get on my bed, yeah. go away. Or if he <laughs> lays next to her, she'll get up and move. Yeah, like she, you can tell yeah. she's aggravated. The brother has the sweetest personality. Like, he just won't, he just, whoever will love him and pet him. She's choosy. Yeah, they do. And it's a female, so. I always say, she's That's like, what she they... wants me out of the picture. She's in love with my husband. Possibly, <laughs> possibly. But they do have favorites. And it, it depends on what it is. Like, my dog, he will not lay in the same bed with me. I call him a homophobe. Because <laughs> I hop in a bed and he's like, Arr! and jumps out the bed. That is so funny. Like, what do you like? I don't let my dogs on the couch or in the bed. Is that a good thing? It's up to you. Okay. I leave that kind of stuff you. up to everybody. Get it's not bad there. to have your dog in a bed. Look, and we're, I have like this big black blanket that the kids sometimes use where they're watching TV or whatever. And I walked in one day and it was all curled up on the couch. And I'm like, get off that couch right now. And I looked and I'm like, oh, well, I'm old. I can't see this blanket. But, you know, because they're like jet black. So we do not let the dogs on the Everybody has different rules. Everybody's going to have different rules for their dogs. I mean, they're dirty. Like, they run outside all day. Mm. You don't bathe every day. Like, a when should, how often should you bathe your dog? Every two weeks. Every two weeks? Yep. We do every week. Uh-uh. You're drying out the skin. Oh, shoot. They're, they have hair. They're close to human hair. So you don't wash your hair. But let me ask you this. Though. We, okay, so we have a pool. We have a mm-hmm. child gate around it. We took the child gate down because all our kids are old enough now that it didn't matter. And we had to put it back up because... My oldest, my, I mean, Derby, my boy dog, was jumping in the pool every time, every chance he got. What's wrong with that? Well, you said don't bathe them. I mean, the water isn't bad. The water's not bad. It's okay. the shampoo that's taken away. Well, he was getting ear infections because he was swimming it so much. No, see that too. That's something else. You have to keep those ears clean. Yes. And when people think of a dog bath, they're like, shampoo, rinse it off. 
They're fine. Because I'm like, damn it, Dory. Like, I'd come home for lunch, let him out, and then I'd, I'd be like, you, oh, he's soaking wet. Like, I didn't have time for this, and I can't let you back inside because you're wet, you know. So we had to put the gate back up because of the dog. Yep. There's so much that people don't know as far as the bath process goes. Like, my, my ex-wife is allergic to dogs. Uh-huh. So he has to go through, I mean, I put him in a tub, rinse him off real quick, shampoo, then he gets conditioner, and he gets blow-dried. Oh. A lot of people don't blow dry, especially like for poodles. They have two coats. So if you're towel drying, you're just getting the water that's on the top off. Mm. But everything in that undercoat, that second coat, it's just water sitting there. So then you, they stink faster. Wow. So I'm partnered with Bonjour. They're on. They're actually in Gretna. They're on Huey P. Long. And I did a lot of research when I moved here because mm. I worked for a five-star facility in Lafayette. When I moved to him, like, all right, I know how this stuff goes. I'm not taking anything less. So I went to Pet Fest, interviewed about 10 to 20 groomers. None of them, I'm like, no, I'm not happy. So I went there, and they go through the right process. The dogs are out, able to run around. So that's where I go, and now I get free baths. It's a benefit. (laughs) But, I mean. When you say that's where you go, like, you do classes there and stuff? I do classes. They refer me to their clients. I send clients there kind of like a business relationship yeah. mm-hmm. and I also kind of use it as my office like if I have to go in there and type something up or anything like that I'll do that too okay. lunch breaks too because they're oh, right Gretna's up the street a, for river from river Shack. yeah Gretna is a great place for dog friendly yeah that's probably place. the best spot yeah we do usually do like this little quick um Terrence usually does it but I'll try to do it from memory <laughs> so where we ask you like what are your favorite things um, and you're not supposed to, like, think about it. You just Ooh, answer quick. Okay? Got it. Okay. All right. Ready? Let's try it. French Quarter Fest or Jazz Fest? French Quarter Fest. Ah. Jambalaya or gumbo? Gumbo. Favorite po' boy? Oh, shrimp. Fried? Yes. Dressed? Yeah. All right. Has to be dressed. <laughs> Magazine Street or Royal Street? Ooh. Magazine. Uh, poodle or Shepherd? <laughs> date night or guys night depends on the girl oh uh, Britney Spears uh guys night <laughs> guys night guys night <laughs> so what is next for Will for Woofer I don't know I mean right now I'm getting settled in my apartment and work I mean I'm a real I like to lay low like my apartment I love it cause it's in the back a lot of people aren't going to be passing by and saying, oh, that's where he lives. Let me go knock on his door. <laughs> when I get home, I'm off. Mm-hmm. And I live on the West Bank, but there are times where I'm like, all right, I got to go get dog treats or something for, for, for the house. And I shoot on this side because mm-hmm. I know too many people. I have clients on the West Bank. School friends are like, hey, I need you to work with my dog. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. So I'll come on this side and go to Walmart and just go back home because I don't mind driving. I like right. to be off. Uh, like lay relax. low and relax. If somebody needs um, training for their dog, where can they find you? Tell everybody um, online where they so can So they you. can Google me. Facebook and Instagram is like kind of proof of everything I do. I do have a website. It's under construction right now. Okay. So it's probably going to say page not found. But on Google and my Facebook is my biggest thing. And do you like how do they contact you do you your phone number on there mm-hmm. do they dm you do they email you whatever they prefer okay i mean my emails there website i have a contact sheet facebook has my number a lot of people dm me i don't think they realize the call button is there <laughs> but i mean a lot of people it's hard for me to 
have that communication through a DM because normally I'm on the road. Yeah. So an automatic message sends out, hey, I'm probably on the road or with a client, so I'll send them my phone number and they can leave a voicemail. All right. Perfect. And Rachel, what about you? Where can people find your art? Do you commission paintings? I do. Okay. I do commission. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at rwheatart, R-W-H-E-A-T-A-R-T. All right. That's me. So art, wheat, art. And yes. tell us just a little bit about your background. Like, are you, did you go to art school? Did you just start painting on your own? Um, no, I, um, I graduated from blank. I went to Holy Cross and I got my bachelor's in biology with a minor in chemistry. So I'm not anywhere where, where I graduated, <laughs> where all my debt is. But the painting that I do, it's, um, it's, it's called pore painting or fluid painting. And I make the paint fluid and, um, it's kind of like science meets paint almost. So my, my chemistry background is, right. is, is a little bit in there. My dad passed away, um, let's last, last year, June of last year. And I'm kind of like looking for peace and happiness in a world without my dad. Here I am. I've stumbled upon art. I've always been an artist, but you know, I guess if you're looking for something in your yeah. life, you know, you start, you know, going even further with it. So, um, yeah, here I am. Well, I always say if I could be anything, an artist would be it. I think New Orleans is such a great city to be an artist in. Yeah. I think everybody's so supportive of the arts community here. Yes. Um, do you sell your paintings like in any of the stores or galleries or anything? I am working on it. Okay. Any festivals? Well, no, not yet. No? No. But I am working on a couple galleries. Nothing set in stone yet, so I don't want to like right. speak it out of existence, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, so fingers crossed that all that kind of pans out. So. Well, look, come back and keep us posted. And you too, Will. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, I'd love if you wanted to come back and co-host maybe one time. Sure. Yeah. So even though fun. you're not a Saints fan, I do really like you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to get a hard yeah. time for that. Yes. yes. And it was truly nice meeting you. I think it's amazing what you do. And I love dogs. And, you know, so thank you for that. Good luck with reaching out to schools and stuff. And if there's anything you can do to help you, let me know. Got it. Sure will. Thank you. Tell myself I'm a no get angry. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Too